Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Evans from Lifestyle Performance in Barrage, New York. What's up, Evans? How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Glad to be in the show. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. All right. So let's jump right into the details here, wasting no time. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Uh, I just want to grow. Uh, I, I actually, quick story, I have a background in engineering. Okay. Uh, yeah. So again, after a while, you kind of lose your interest in that. You're like, what's was my passion what do i love to do most and it was fitness you know so it became a, a hobby or part-time job and then it became a career so i went for a gym uh, a, a corporate gym for about three four years and i wanted more for myself you know so i decided to make the jump and become an independent gym owner or studio owner how you want to call it and then here i am you know so again it was because i want to grow that i was thinking from the gym i was before for years and i'm like i can do better than this and i have more to offer to people that i serve mm-hmm. so made i made i made the leap so here we are three four years later i'm having my own space here and we're doing all right you know so can't complain about that yes absolutely i love that so i uh, had a different career or plan initially, yes. but then became passionate about fitness and serving people and helping people and wanted to do your own thing. So now here you are today. Okay. So what does your business model look like currently? How are you serving people? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, open memberships, kind of walk us through your structure? So my my whole vision was have a space, a big enough space to accommodate because I'm all for like the trainer's point of view. I mean, I'm all for the trainer, right? So I want trainers to make to make money as well as with me as well too, as what I, what my vision is. So the idea is have a space open to independent trainers to come in with your clients. So I provide you space, equipment, insurance, so what you need is in the gym that's, that's open and you come in your clientele Training my space, we build a community of people of fit people in the where we where we work at where we work at and give fitness that the the platform to branch out out of the corporate gym umbrella. You know, so if you work for a gym, you know that gyms don't pay you anything. So you bust above to do 80 hours, 40 hours a week and you go home with nothing. And right. if, if you believe enough in your skills as a trainer, you're like, you know what, I can do this myself and scale my business to whatever I can see clients, let's say three, four clients a day or and so make good money and not give the gyms all the money they're taking from, from your pocket. So that was my model, uh, my business my business model here. And that's what I, I do in my space. Now, I do offer a group class because we have a community of fit people in our, in, in our jet that come to our studio, either my clients or some other clients. So we offer like yoga once a week, an outdoor class once, twice a week here and there, a Zumba class once a week, just give them a variety of things that they can they can explore. So our maintenance, we are one-on-one space. We do private training, semi-private as well, and just one or two group classes. You give clients a variety of something else they can try to do. Yeah, so we are more of like an independent training studio. Yeah. But we have members who come and see our trainers who are working here. Yeah, so but so we don't do memberships. It's all you buy a package of sessions and you train however it is. Yes. Okay. All right. So um 
I like the idea of, you know, providing a space for other trainers to grow as well. That's nice because, you know, a lot of times facilities aren't set up in that way. So now are you providing leads and potential clients for those trainers or are they doing that themselves? Well, so ideally you would like them to do them themselves as well, but because we are a big in our space, leads do come in and again, you know, it's better how this works. Everybody needs, needs to be happy, right? So if I'm charging you a flat fee or fee for rent in my space and you don't have enough clientele, you're like, I can't be here no more. So there's so much clients I can take myself as, as a trainer, a trainer slash owner. There's a lot on my plate. So I'll give trainers leads that I feel suits their level of, of expertise or what they're good at. So I refer, I'll refer trainers leads, hey, call this lead, this lead, and then take from there and sell the lead on what you sell. So we also don't have a, a, general, a, general, a generalized plan or price, I'm sorry, price. Every trainer here has their own price. So there's no like original price for everybody else. It's every trainer you meet has his or own price that they give a clientele and they charge a client. So when I give someone a lead, it's their, it's their job or their responsibility to sell that lead to what they offer as a price point as well. So yeah, so I give out I give out leads as much as I can because I want people to stay. The more they stay, the more money I make as well. And of course, I don't want to lose trainers who work in here. So I'm trying to keep everybody happy on the most, I mean, generally, yes. So give them, give them leads as much as I can and then yeah. Because I cannot train everybody. It's, I can't, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, absolutely. Of yeah. course. Okay, so now how are you gaining attention of potential clients? How are you getting the word out there about what it is that you do to draw people into the facility? So in the past, I used to do a lot of ads, right? And I, I did a lot of ads on Facebook, you know, Instagram, the whole night. I find that not so productive per se, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but what I did didn't work as much, right? So at this point in time, to be honest, word to mouth is our best source at this point. And I think our website helps a lot. So we in a small neighborhood in Brooklyn and people seem to come to us. So if you search us on, let's say Google, we are in the top five you see on, on, on your list in Google in our area. So we do get these letters through our website and through walk-ins as well, but majority of it is through wet to mouth and it's been, it's been free and it's been very productive. So I believe that what we offer here, I've, I'm, I'm a big of, on, on value. So if you walk in, if you walk in, if you walk into our space, there is high in equipment in the space, there's, there's care, there's, there's towel service, trends are our top notch trends are in here. So, the value speaks for itself. So mm -hmm. one client said, no one go see these guys, I love the performance, they, they get you covered, they're the best in, in Bayridge. That's what I aim for. So uh, honest to God, at this point, word to mouth is the best thing working for us right now. And I'm gonna ride that wave till <laughs> it stops waving, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's what it is, yeah, so. Okay, so why do you think the, when you were doing paid advertising, why do you think that didn't work for you? So it didn't, it, I don't think it trends enough to like walk like to leads, right? So I, I did Instagram, I did Facebook, uh, I did Google ads, you know, and you get, you get leads by they won't show up or they won't come through the door or they won't like follow through with. So you get clicks, but no follow throughs, right? So it became more like, I'm not going to waste money on, on this much because I'm not making enough to waste to put out anyways. So at this point in time, we just, worked with what we had 
uh, and then one client became two, became three, became four, became now we are. I'm right now. I'm covering at thirty clients right now, and I'm I'm like tapped out, you know. So at this point in time, we do what works for us. I'm not gonna keep putting money out on ads per se. I don't think we need that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, at this point in time, we are doing pretty well without the ad past the the art the ad part of the business. Mm -hmm. uh, I have enough. I've trained, I mean, I want more trends in my space. I give you that with clientele or like at least enough clients. But for now, clientele wise, I am like tapped out with clients. Right. Okay. So when you did have the leads running, yeah. were there any systems in place for lead nurture? So when somebody did click, were you reaching out to them, keeping in contact with them to actually get them into the door? Because most gyms, most businesses in general have no systems in place for lead nurture. Over 80% uh, report that they have no systems in place. So was that something that you were focusing on or not so much? Uh, so I'm, when, I mean, you don't normally see who clicks on you per se, I think on the Google. Hey, you know what, so, you know what, so who clicks on you pretty much, pretty much on the Google ads, but on Instagram, you might try to see who the clicks per se, you might reach out. And some some might not like your price points, right? You know, or what, what you have to offer as price or options, right? Because of the accessory that you're in, which is fine. But to be honest with you, I didn't do enough of that, of of, of that part of it. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's what it is. I'm not going to waste another time doing that again if I'm not going to get them to the door. So I did it briefly, very shortly. I did that very little of that, to be honest. And I, I didn't ever did it again, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because when you are running, any type of advertising, making sure that you're getting at least three to one returns on that, spending a dollar getting three back, sure. makes sense. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense, right? And if we can get systems in place, even autom uh, automated systems in place to actually get in contact with those leads and actually get them to show up, then it okay. tends to work out really well. Otherwise, it's just kind of like not really worth it, right? So also one thing that I wanted to touch on within the structure of the business, as far as how you have things set up with your trainers right now. So they're paying a monthly fee to train at your facility, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And have you ever considered having them on some type of a salary and providing the leads for them? And then that kind of allows you to gain more as the business owner financially, but then also provides more stability for the trainers within the facility. Is that something you've considered or? Uh, not not fully. I I never wanted to pay anybody salary to be in my space or to, mm -hmm. I didn't want to take on that overhead either. Uh, what I do do is if, let's say on this point of business, if I saw the client like, walk in or lead, if I sell them a package and I cannot train them, we take a percentage off the top. So I'll, I'll go 80, 2080, I'll give a percent of the, the, the percent to the, the client, I mean, the trainer and 10% into my, I guess, in, onto the books. So that's how I do it. But okay. I, I never wanted to pay anybody to work in my space. That's not what the, the business model as of now is. The now mm -hmm. is to provide them to come in and work and then make of that, yes. Got Yes, it might change, but for now, that's not what we I was looking to do. Yes. Right. Okay. So you are taking a percentage of those packages, though, as well, on top of the monthly fee that they're paying. Only if I sell somebody on the on the okay. package. Yes. Got it. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, because as far as being a business owner, there's a lot of revenue there that's coming through that you're kind of missing out on with that model. Yes, I love, I love again, a little bit of that. I, I, again, I don't, there's so much, how much money can I make? Sure, I want to make as much as I can, right? But I don't want to be, un, be unfair to somebody who's coming here as well, as well too, you know? So again, I mean, do I right. need to visit that? Maybe, sure, but I've I've been a trainer in the past, but like you have to scrape and fight for a little buck, you know? And I don't want to take in too much out of someone's back either. So I'm like, so I'll be fair enough and give mm -hmm. it, take this much off your top and then rest is yours. If you can keep that client, then God bless you for that and keep that client, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, that's how we right. run. Yeah. yeah okay and now as far as goals go where are you directing most of your attention within the business right now where are you looking to take things so honest to god uh i'm trying to i'm trying to open a location at some point in time uh with the same amount of like give fitness a space to train or train clientele mm -hmm. uh, that so that's why i want to i want to add a pt in-house so at times clients come to us and they have things that we as friends cannot fix or we, we don't have we don't have the level of to fix that client. It's a PT in-house, a therapist who's a, a DPT who can see and assess the client. And just again, it's about value, right? So what we charge is, is a free premium. So if you can add value to what you offer the service, people are like, oh my God, I cannot, I cannot live without the space. That's my yeah. idea. So in the future, we, we want to add a DPT on staff. Mm -hmm. but we can refer we can we can refer him clients or her clients or add clients again to their book or, we, or even our clients coming we cannot finish and give a dpt in house he or she will have it covered and if it is through insurance or through pocket whatever it might be you have that as well so we want to have at least that going on in the next space uh that's that's the goal or that's the the dream of the next one and have multiple locations open like that and have trainers leave corporate justice to have their own business that's 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 the idea yes so that's yeah. to speak yes okay all right so now speaking of the value piece so with the way that your memberships are structured currently are there any other services that you're providing within the facility to the members or clients that you have whether that be through nutrition accountability supplementation anything of that nature that provides that higher level of service for the clients but then also in turn provides an additional stream of revenue for the business itself um so we so we as we are just trainers that work in here uh we we try not to put on the hat of a nutrition hat per se because it's not what we do it's not part of our scope of level expertise mm -hmm. i know enough nutrition to give someone to enough the basic basic stuff i know that stuff right but to dive into the, the miniature of things i'm like this is not, not what i what i do uh so we don't do that in-house you know we do refer them to somebody else that that we kind of like we uh we collaborate with mm -hmm. so we refer her clients if they ask for we think they need a client and she in returns will give us back like a kickback from what she sells to them Right. So if someone says I need nutritionist, but I'm just asking for you who can help on guide you throughout the process, we send her that referral. She gives a kickback, a little bit of something back to us for helping her get that clientele. Mm -hmm. And then that's how we do. So we don't have anybody in house, but we do have people that consult with us or that we refer to. That when we send a client to them, they do give us a kickback of, of that proceeding. Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, we All do right. offer a group class in house. That's about it. Uh, I mean, more like, again, yoga. Zumbo and an outdoor class that we offer a few days a week, 
that ambas do like or clients do like that change of pace of movement or fitness wise so that's mm -hmm. that that's what we had yeah so got it okay so when people come in initially what are they coming in for is it a trial is it a consultation is it a free uh session or class how does that work so right now our biggest lead our biggest stream of leads comes through our website so you can go on our website and you can you can click in what you can type in what your goals are what you're trying to accomplish then we send you an email or phone call or text to come in for to, to consult so you come in with, so we're on a consult to see where you are and get to know the client a bit more so a client comes in we do a body assessment we do movement assessments we do a mobility assessment as well. And then we take out down history or notes on past medical history that things we need to know, moving forward with the clientele. And we generally put them through a little bit of a session that they that they should expect from what we do here. And mm -hmm. that's about it's about an hour consultation. They come in and we just we try and check as many times as we can within an hour. And honest to God, most of the time most clients do buy when they walk through the door. So yes, that's how it works. So we definitely get a lot of retention, a lot of like sign ups when they walk into our door. So when we, when we mm -hmm. do call clients up for to consult within a, within an hour, they do come in and and on the, sometimes they ban on the same day, so which is which is great. So yeah. that's how we do. Yeah. So we we do offer a free consultation service to new members or new clientele, and it's very in depth. So it shows that we mean business in our space here. So yeah, that's that's how it goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And, and so client, I'm sorry, the client doesn't pay for that. It's complimentary. So they kind okay. of come in, they kind of almost like a test drive, you know, see right. what the, the guys here about. They come in and we put them to what they might expect or they, what they should expect coming in the space here. And then they feel kind of like us. It's different from what they've seen somewhere else. So yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And how many new clients are you gaining on average on a monthly basis? On a monthly basis, you're looking at, well, I'll say four in a month, you know, on a good month, about four on a slow might probably get one client. Uh, yeah. So, but as okay. much as yes. Okay. So as far as, um, expanding and potentially growing into that new larger space with those additional services, what kind of numbers do you need to hit before you make that happen? <laughs> uh I don't know. Again, I'll I'll say maybe I'll say I'm looking at I'll roughly maybe twenty grand a month would be nice to to kind of get those numbers I mean steady. Because mm -hmm. business goes up and down, it fluctuates, you know. So but ideally you'll be hitting at least twenty grand a month of revenue or some kind of revenue revenue, you know, regard disregard. That's what you make back besides what what the overhead might be. Right. So you make that much back monthly. We look, I'm trying to look at that number, at least mm -hmm. call close to the number and see how things play out. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. what we're looking at. Yes. Right. Yeah. You want to have that stability before you think about taking that next step, which is important because you can't build a house on sand. You know, a lot of people jump into that next step before they have that stability and then things oh, yeah. get a little bit shaky mm -hmm. there. Um, so how far away are you from reaching that goal as of right now? Um, very far away because so quick backstory to us, we just moved into this new, this new spot, uh, in October of last year. Okay. So we came from a 300, something, something square feet space, a very small studio, not far from where we are now. So we are now in a 1500 square feet space. 
So whatever money that I had or we had saved up or accrued back then, we put back into this new space. So we are not quite there yet. It's going to take a few more months or a few more years to get back where we think we are comfortable to make that jump or that additional leap to add to the space. But I want to keep here as well and still open new and become one of the another place as well. So yeah. Okay. So, as of now, whatever money we made from our from my old location or from the old space that we had for 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 two years, even through the pandemic as well, we put back we put into the new location here. So yeah, so we're not I'm not there yet. Right now, again, right now I'm making I would say I mean on the average I'm making about I'm not close I'm making about let's say eight thousand mm -hmm. a month. You know, so yeah, that's why I'm right now with that. So ideally, we would come on to grow a bit more. So is is that be an increase in price point or adding more service to what we offer here as well to generate more stream of revenue? Right. That so it's a matter of like looking at how we can grow more and add more again, like you said, value. So to, to right. you know, so yeah. So it's it's a process that we we kind of go into you know step by step, day by day. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have plans to? add more value to the membership or to increase membership or increase pricing? How are you kind of planning on getting to those numbers? Obviously not overnight, but steadily. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like I said earlier, we want to take in more trends or so more trends as well who come in. So the more trends we have coming in with the clientele, the more money revenue we can make as well. Mm -hmm. Also, a bit of an increase in price point what we will offer here as well uh based, again based on the qualification of trends who are working here we can definitely charge a, a bit as well so it's it, i'm looking at those two value those two things now as a way of increasing our revenue stream uh also provide i know uh wait uh we, we do offer an invited testing here as well um yeah, we do, okay. do that as well maybe get from my asset to look at oh listen i can go get, go get my body fat checked in here and maybe make some money, money from there as well too that's three things i'm looking at to kind of help increase some revenue in here as well yeah so and also to grow our group classes as well group classes as well, group classes as well. like i said that goes so when i when i classes don't do that well because it's it's once a week uh we offer the ones some so not everybody can make those times sometimes right so if we can offer maybe more group classes on different days a week that would be great as well to bring more people in the space as well so again there's a lot of things that we need to look at uh but for now is two things more trends in the space uh increase in price points as of now and yeah that's about it yeah. right yeah absolutely semi-privates and group classes are a great way to grow because obviously even if you have a limited number of trainers serving more people within that same time frame obviously leads to more revenue and being able to serve more people so definitely a good idea there to increase those group classes and the opportunities for more people to actually come into those Awesome. Okay. So now one thing I always love to touch on with every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, doing their own thing, going their own way, what would that be? What's one of the biggest things you've learned over the years of being in the industry? <laughs> I think, I think I'm, I'm still learning as I go along. I don't know much, but I, so I do think if I, I am a big believer in believing yourself and your, and your, um, and your abilities, uh, I do think that just you have to be, be persistent, you know, uh, the hard work will show the hard work will, will manifest itself at some point in time. Uh, you do need some little bit of luck along the way. Sure. But I do think that be persistent, know your value. 
uh, know your worth. Uh, and that's what I've learned at this point in time. But it's a lot, a lot of hard work being a business owner and as well, and as well, it's not easy. But you have to, if you believe in your ability, again, stay the path, be consistent, and things will happen, you know? So, yeah. That's Absolutely. It's, it's a lot you can choose from, but mm -hmm. I do people are so quick to, like, you know what? It's not for me because it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's not, that's why I know now, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, you can be persistent, put a hard work in, and it will manifest itself. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Consistency and, and hard work and persistence as yeah. well. Yeah. Got, to definitely. Make yes. it happen. Yeah. And the passion always helps too. You know, the oh, passion, yes, big, the love. Yes. Big, big, it's in big time. You, you see, we have long days. My partner and I, we come in the morning, sit from six in the morning, and we don't leave until eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a long day, it's a long grind. But if you're trying to build something that's worth that, you put a time into it, and then it will. It'll, it'll work itself out, you know. So honestly, guy, I don't want to work this hours move forward at some point in time. You know, maybe take a bit of a step back. But for now, you gotta put in the question and build something special in, in, in the neighborhood here. So that's what it is now, you know. So yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh we on Instagram, uh lifestyle performance underscore uh lifestyle underscore performance BK. Uh, it's our handle on both IG and Facebook. Uh, on on the website, we are lsb.com. Uh, that's what we are. And you can find us in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Pretty straightforward there. All righty. So Evans from Lifestyle Performance in Brooklyn, New York. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. This was fun. Good. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast where we talk to real gym owners. We're in the trenches, doing work, changing lives every day. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, we're here with Audrey DeRosa from Tread Tabata in Bend, Oregon. Audrey, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Dominic. My pleasure, I'm sure. We're going to have some fun over the next 15, 20 minutes. Let's kick it off. Tell us about the gym. What do you do there? What are you all about? Well, Tread Tabata is um, a 45-minute high-intensity interval training class. Um, we utilize full body um, hit workout that pairs 20 second treadmill or spin bike intervals with an always changing floor strength workout that focuses on the upper body, lower body and core. So we're getting a full body experience every single time. Um, a, Tabata type, uh, a Tabata type protocol is used. We use an app during the class um, that helps us out with the timing because otherwise that's all our coaches would be doing, saying start, stop, start, stop. 
Um, the coaches are really engaged. How we make our um, Tabata intervals challenging on the treadmill and the bike is that we add incline. So always 20 seconds on, always 10 seconds off every single time, but the floor workout always changing. Perfect, perfect. So what was your journey like? What, what led you to open tread? Well, what led me to open um, tread is I actually started taking tread to body classes after I had my last child. Um, and what it really was is I was pressed for time. And this was a full body, full cardio experience all in 45 minutes. Um, so I started taking tread to body classes in Marblehead, Massachusetts, where the original studio was founded. Um, since then, the owner and founder, Kathy Goblicki, has opened up another studio in Beverly, Massachusetts. Um, so anyways, long story short, my family and I decided to relocate. My husband's job went remote. We wanted a little bit of a lifestyle change. So we took a big step and moved to Bend, Oregon. So completely the opposite coast. And when we moved to Bend, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm so excited for this new opportunity, this new adventure in a new part of the country, but it's missing one thing. It's missing a tread to bottom. I'm not gonna be completely happy until I have a tread Tabata. And then I'm like, well, how do I get a tread Tabata? And all of a sudden I thought to myself, well, like my youngest is going to school full time. Like I've, I've got a little money socked away. I'm like, maybe, maybe I should open one. So um, I worked out a licensing agreement with Kathy and I opened my doors February 1st of 2021 in um, the east side of Bend, Oregon. Awesome. So. You found your dream gym, you loved it. It was your friend's gym, but you weren't in your dream place. So you moved there and it didn't exist, nothing compared to it. So you said, heck with it, we're gonna bring this to Bend. And if I love it, I can show other people why they'll love it too. And you signed a lease, you went all in, bought some equipment and then the pandemic hit. Correct. So I actually signed my lease and my licensing agreement in October of 2019. As many people, I figured what could go wrong? Jim uh, is a safe bet. It's a very active town. Tried to buy is a wonderful product. I believe in the workout. I believe in our clients. I believe in our members. And I thought to myself, this is a, you know, this is fail proof. I'm setting myself up for su uh, total success. So, you know, March 2020 rolls around and the world comes to a screeching halt. And I said, well, thank God I'm not open yet. My build out wasn't complete. I said, this is all going to blow over. By the time I was scheduled to open, I was actually hoping to open in July 2020. Fast forward, we uh, complete our build out in October of 2020. I opened my doors for two days in um, November of this year. So I had a grand opening date set for Monday, November the 16th of 2020. That Friday, I was driving home from, you know, just cleaning up the gym, getting some stuff ready. And I'm listening to the radio and our governor announced effective the following Wednesday, we will be shutting it down again for an indeterminate uh, amount of time. So long story short, we opened for two days, shut down, and then reopen February 4th, 1st, 2021. And we've been open ever since. Okay, and give us a little idea of the layout of the gym. How big of a space do you have? How many people can you accommodate at once? 
So there's how many people we can accommodate COVID versus pre-COVID. So pre-COVID, um, I could probably fit up to, in any one class, believe it or not, 26 people. I have 1,800 square feet. I have tri uh, 10 treadmills and three bikes, but we run two groups at each time. So a group starts on the bikes and the treadmills and another group starts on the floor and they flip flop back and forth throughout class. So that allows me to double, you know, them out. So that's shared equipment, you know, wiping everything down in between. Um, right now, we're very comfortable having about, um, I'd say anywhere from roughly 14, um, I'd say 18 right now would probably be our max, just trying to keep distancing and the shared equipment to a minimum. So you can still get enough people in a class that they get that energy, they get that encouragement, they get that group feeling. It's not, you didn't have to go down to a strictly semi-private four or five people in a room setup. You can still keep the general feeling you wanted. You just can't really generate as much revenue as the max capacity would allow. Correct, correct. So here you are, been open since February in and out of maybe one or two lockdowns, going through whatever comes up, but you still manage to bring in about 200 people, right? That are working out with you on a, a monthly basis? Correct. So we have right now about um, 115 people who are in auto pay memberships. Mm -hmm. So that's a three month commitment. So those people are very committed to us, um, signed on. We have an additional 100 people who bought class packages. We offer um, various class package um, uh, um, options. And then we have about, I'm going to say, 20 to 40 people who just do drop-ins here and there. We offer a couple drop-in rates at special times of the day, special days of the week, um, just so people who normally can't maybe access our price point can still get in and take advantage of a class. And how do you manage the scheduling with all those people? Are you using a CRM system like Zen Planner, MindBody, something else? We are we are on MindBody. Okay. All right. That's that makes it really easy. A lot of class pass heavy gyms find that MindBody is super robust. In a lot of instances, it's overkill in some areas, but it's not missing a lot of things that people need super strong reporting, a lot of good management features. So we don't make this commercial for MindBody, but if people are out there looking at that similar model, it makes it really easy to manage, especially if you're not just strictly bread and butter EFT. So it's great to hear how you manage it, not just what you're doing. So you have this many people, you know, you can have 14, 18 people in a class. How many instructors do you have total and how many run each class if you have Let's say you have a full class, 14 to 18. What does the staffing look like? Staffing just as one instructor. Mm -hmm. um, we have seven uh, instructors trained. We do an internal um, certification for a Tread Tabata um, instructor. So we have seven trained right now. I, in addition to owning the gym, I do teach as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really been awesome. But the instructors are the ultimate multitaskers because they're <laughs> calling out incline, they're telling the treadmills what to do, and then they're demoing the floor exercises, you know, whether from it bicep curls to squat to Arnold presses to plank jacks, all in 10 seconds. So we do the 20 second, you know, work interval. We're keeping them motivated. We're giving them some 
cues, telling them when to increase speed, take off speed, correcting form. But then during the 10 second rest, we're demonstrating the next exercise that they're doing. So it's a really fast paced um, environment for our instructors and only one person does it and it works. That's amazing. So the in-house training system, is that part of what somebody gets with the licensing setup that you've taken on with Tread Tabata? Or is that something you developed in house? No, correct. That is part of what you get as a licensee of Tread Tabata. Kathy Kublicki manages all the um, instruction training, instructor training. Obviously, we've been doing it uh, via Zoom, which um, has been an interesting experience. It gets the job done. I do a lot of the post, um, you know, initial certification training. So all the in-person, the mock practice classes and whatnot with my instructors. So, you know, all of a sudden done, it's about a probably 40 to 50 hour commitment to get certified in Tread Tabata. That's, that really ensures that somebody's serious and they're dedicated. If they want to come on, it's not just somebody who just went online and got a certification. It's like, Hey, I, I want to coach. You're you're making sure that you have a vetting process, and they're going to keep your product consistent. So, that's great. Different states, different laws, different setups, different people. A, a question we get a lot is: Are your trainers? Are they contractors? Are they employees? How do you manage them? Do you have a head trainer? What's the structure look like? So I actually have a studio manager who does more of the business um, promotion, um, more than mind body back end um, things. Her name is Lisa. I am serving as the head trainer right now. Mm -hmm. um, all of our instructors are independent contractors, mm -hmm. which has worked very well for us. What I have made a point to do, and I think it's worked very well for us, is that none of my instructors are actually full time fitness professionals. Um, they all have other jobs, other commitments, and they really do this class, teach this class because they love it. And that is what I've tried to preach the entire time to anybody I hire is that this should be fun and nothing but fun for you. And if it ever becomes stressful, too much of a commitment, you're biting off more to the, than you can chew, that translates to our members and that's not the type of environment I want to foster. I love this. I think it's so fun. And I want everybody else to have as much joy in teaching trend as I do. Perfect. So you have a bunch of people who it sounds like are going to be bought in enough to where my standard is always for, for any job that I've done. And when I see good culture is, do you have a bunch of people who would do the job for free if they could? Like I 100% would do my job for free 365 days of the year. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. So is that really the standard that you look for? Yes. And, you know, personally, I, you know, I have this discussion all the time is I would pay, I would pay to go to tread, to teach it. I would pay. And that's how much I like it. And I think my instructors really get that vibe for me. And we've just created a great culture, a great vibe. And our community notices that too. And it definitely, definitely shows it. We're always happy to see people. We know everybody by name. We know what's going on in their lives. We really have built quite um, a community. Yeah. And you can't beat anything that would ever try to compare with having that level of conviction. If you love it enough that you'll do that, your trainer's going to feel it. 
your clients are going to feel it. It's just going to lead to that whole top-down culture. And the fact that, that it comes across, I wish that our listeners could see you, but it really comes across very strongly in every time. I think every time the word tread or tread Tabata comes out of your mouth, is like a little extra glow. So before we move on, because I have a couple of other questions, um, how do you manage payment for the trainers? Because people always try to figure out different things. Do your clients pay you through the mind body and you pay like on a per session or do you do something different? So we pay a base fee. Uh, so our clients do pay all pro, um, payment from our clients is done through mind body. We use a payroll company to um, run um, our payrolls page, uh, excuse me, our instructors payroll checks. Um, we do a base, um, a base um, salary per class or base price per class for the instructors mm -hmm. and then they have the ability to make more depending on how um filled that class gets so there's different tiers perfect so that's that's super useful so you have you've kind of taken some of the a little bit of the legal responsibility in the cpa hat off and hired on as an expense but a good one a payroll company so you say this is what i did they report and then they take care of all that so that that's, that's off your plate. And it's one of those things that at, most gym owners aren't, aren't payroll people. And that's a, that's a sticky situation that you can get into if you don't know how to manage it. I, I agree a hundred percent. And it's, you know, it's a really, really nominal fee for how much work it would cost me. It's time that I can be spent doing something else, uh, whether teaching a class, promoting Tread Tabata. And it really is just, something that I would highly recommend outsourcing. Yeah, yeah, payroll, unless you really love doing payroll and living in QuickBooks and that stuff, uh, it's so, so affordable because there's so much competition in the market, it's a commodity. So you can really get good deals and that's your time that you can buy back. It's the only thing you can't get more of, right? But as a business owner, you can take revenue and buy your time. and. There aren't a lot of things that compare to that. So good for you for figuring out where your niche is there. So you've grown to 200 members. Most gyms that we speak to, they don't get much past 100, 120 mark, strictly by organic, word of mouth, guerrilla marketing. How have you gotten to the 200? Have you strictly been organic? Have you done paid advertisement? How have you grown to where you are? So a lot of it has been word of mouth. We've been very fortunate that people come, take our class, love it, spread the word. Um, another thing that we've been able to do since um, Oregon, we're in Oregon, the state has opened up quite a bit, is we've done um, a decent amount of booths at our local festivals. Um, we've generated a ton of interest from that. We've done minimal paid advertising, actually. Um, I cannot underestimate the importance of having a strong social media presence. Um, I take a little dabble in that. My studio manager, for the most part, um, has spearheaded that. And we initially used a um, consultant for that as well. Um, so social media is huge. It generates interest. People see it. They see that we're having fun. They see the pictures. And they want to be part of that. So when you say social media, are you seeking the biggest return on your time from just making tons of really high quality Instagram, Facebook posts that are featuring members that are showing different things that you do? 
or are you seeing more from, you know, dipping into the paid side of it? So we have done just a few boosted posts. We're actually starting our first paid promote, uh, paid promotion um, campaign on Facebook and Instagram right now. So stay tuned on that. Stay tuned. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's a shot in the dark, but we've got, we've got nothing to lose at this point. So we're going to dabble in that. We are actually very, um, we see most of our interactions and engagements actually through Instagram. Um, less Facebook, um, LinkedIn, not really, but a hundred percent not 100%, but a lot more on Instagram than Facebook. Yeah, and we see that industry-wide right now that in the organic side of things, gyms that have a good social media presence, Instagram seems to be the one that, even if it's not bringing people in and say, I saw an Instagram, can I sign up? They hear it. When you're at that word of mouth referral stage, they hear it, they check you out, they see it, it sounds like what they think, it looks cool, they haven't tried anything like it before probably. So it just reassures them of what they're gonna see. And then when they do come in, you know, you're, you're gonna deliver it because you have that consistency with the staff. Uh, as far as paid marketing goes, we always try to have our finger on the pulse of that and see what the industry is seeing. Depending on the, the system and what your offer is, uh, most paid marketing campaigns that are run well I think right now we're in the range of a three to five to one return on investment. So if you can leverage that with a good front end offer, often right now in the market that we're in, you can almost have an unlimited budget because you put money in, money comes back, it's profitable, and it just keeps feeding itself. And if you're looking to grow, what else could you really ask for? Not many businesses outside of fitness get to do that. So before we get into growth and goals and things like that, I do want to talk about your intake process. Somebody becomes a lead, however that is, through whatever channel. How do you bring them into the gym and get them onboarded? So we have, uh, we did invest and hire some sales associates as well. So we do have some people whose job is to reach out to these people, to contact them, to say, hey, would you like to come in and try your first class? really gets them signed up, follows up with a phone call before they come in. We follow up with them after their first visit. So we have sales associates that have um, the leads, the people who show interest, the people who follow us on Instagram, um, and once again, word of mouth. And then we also collected a lot of names from the events that we have done. So we make a point to follow up with those people once, twice, three, as many times as it takes. To, to get them in. Um, so that's the process we are using right now. Okay, so once they do come in, what do they do? Do they do an intro class? Do they do a free week, a free month? Do they have to do a movement assessment? Are, are you confident no. that they just put them in? So what we do is we, first class is always free. So we actually, I'm not going to say we throw you right in. You get a, we tell you to come about five, 10 minutes early. We walk you through the workout. We introduce ourselves. We figure out what you are. We ask you what your goals are. How'd you hear about us? If you have anything that we should know about regarding, you know, mobility, strength issues, you know, are you working out currently? What kind of program are you doing? And why did you want to try to try Tabata? Um, so we ask a whole bunch of questions to better understand our clients, what their goals are, 
and what brought them to us to begin with. Um, so first class, always free. Um, second class, we book at a reduced rate. We find that try to buy is one of those classes that you, you have to figure out how to pace yourself and you have to gauge, um, gauge what, how hard you can push yourself the entire time. So we um, find that usually takes about two or three classes for somebody to really, really find their rhythm. Um, so as long as they're willing to stick with it and try it out, they will find out that it is the greatest workout that there is. Awesome. Awesome. So do you find that in the, the 200 or so people, maybe more because, you know, retention is never a hundred percent that you've put into classes since February, do you have a high request rate for people who want more, who want small group training, who want personal training? And if so, how do you manage that? Um, so actually, no, we offer, offer a very personalized experience in our group fitness classes. So even though you are in a group environment, it's almost like getting personal training. We really know every client. We really know what they need. We really know, um, you know, for example, I have one client that's been doing drop-ins. She's about to have back surgery. We know when we see her name on that, you know, we've got to modify this, modify that. We know who has the shoulder issue. Um, so, you know, I think our clients feel like they get a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention in a group fitness setting. And I think that is something to be said for that. Yeah, absolutely. If you can deliver that and you still have capacity overall in the gym, maybe not in some classes because restrictions right. and things like that, as long as you're not running up against that ceiling, right now, then that's, that's not a problem that you necessarily need to fix. So where are you as far as that goes in your current restricted state? Because who knows when that's going to change, right? You can't bank on that. How many more people could you take on overall in your membership? So our goal is for the rest of this year, at least, is to grow by 20% um, each month. So we have a lot of room to go. Um, we run about, I think the least, we run four classes on one day, but we can run as many as eight. We have lots of lots of time slots we can um, expand on. So, you know, like any other fitness studio, we're busy early morning. Um, Mid-morning, we have the trickle in. We've got some lunchtime warriors. Evening, again, weekends right now are so-so just because it's, Summer, it's Bend, Oregon. It's beautiful. It's nice to be outside. Um, but we will see those classes pick up come winter and some colder weather. Unfortunately for us, this fire, um, fire smoke has been an issue in our neck of the woods. So we, for air quality purposes, a lot of people do want to bring their workouts indoor. Um, but we have lots of room to expand, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's something that a lot of people would love to have for any any number of reasons, whether it's space or model, revamping that, coming up to what they can do. And then you're in a position where if you grow and fill that right now, when your restrictions are lifted, now you have this next level that's, that's available to you. But I know you said that you're still training and you have the seven yeah. instructors. Are you staffed enough right now to where if you get that 20% month over month growth, that you can take on as many people as, you know, wave you down in the street, say, Audrey, I need it, I, I need it. 
So funny you should ask. Um, um, Kathy is actually going to be coming to Bend for the first um, first time since we've opened. You know, it has been a whirlwind. COVID restrictions here and there. Um, but she is coming in September and she's going to be training three um, new instructors instructors in person. We're anticipating a lot of growth. We kind of feel like this September is going to be like the new January 1st, if you will. Um, it's like everyone had their New Year's resolution and I feel now people have like, we're not post-COVID obviously, we're still very much in the middle of the Delta variant. But in our, um, in our part of the country, um, kids weren't back in school until March of last year. And even then they were still on a hybrid model. As of right now, we are on track to send our children back to school full time. Seems like things are getting back to more of a routine. And I think people have been really waiting for the kids to go back or work to resume for some sense of routine. I'm not gonna say normalcy, but some part of a routine to get back to an exercise workout routine. So we're really anticipating a huge growth in the month of September. Yeah, and for people who don't know, Bend does have a great outdoors community, a very fitness-oriented lifestyle vibe, but also this has been a historic travel season. You know, hotels are booked up all across the country, flights are expensive, all that stuff. So once everybody's back in school, they, they're, they're staying put. So they have to do that. So I do see where September could be a banner month for a lot of gyms. And you're kind of uniquely positioned because of your model that you can take more people and you're ready and, and you know, you'll have more trainers. So all of that looks like it's lined up in your favor. And even your, I wouldn't say you're COVID proof, but you're a little COVID resistant as far as what you have. Do you see any other big barriers in your way of hitting that 20% month over month growth? Um, things beyond my control, um, just the, if, you know, I can't predict pandemics and I think that would be the only, I think that would be the only barrier that we're facing right now. Um, and obviously I can't predict, you know, what our governor is going to do in terms of restrictions and mandates and whatnot. But, um, right now I'm going to be very optimistic and I think we're going to be able to make that goal. Perfect. That's, that's great to hear. So as we get up on time, one of the big questions I always like to ask people is you have this big idea. It kind of got poo-pooed a little bit by the pandemic, but you've learned a lot along the way. So in between when you were a member and where you decided, you know, to, that you're going to open your own and up to now, if you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? The one piece of advice I would give myself is that it's going to happen. You are going to see success. It just might not happen on the timeline that you had envisioned. Um, so that is what I would say. It's We're still moving forward. We're just not moving forward as fast as we thought we may have. So, you know, if it takes a little bit longer, that's okay. You know, we're still here. We're resilient. And that is really what I would tell myself the entire time. It might not happen on your timeline, but it is going to happen. So stick with it, stay patient, stay committed, and you know, just enjoy what you are doing. Awesome. Before we let you go, if people wanna check you out, where can they find you? What's your website for your location? Instagram, Facebook, where can they find you? 
Okay, so we're at Tread Tabata Bend, B-E-N-D. We're on Instagram, Facebook, where you can also, or, or excuse me, we're also on Mind Body. So you can sign up through our classes via Mind Body or our website, which is www.treadtabatabend.com. Don't forget the bend, because you might end up looking at a gym. Don't forget the bend. <laughs> But correct, if you go to trendabata.com, you will get a link. You will get a link to us, but don't forget the bend. <laughs> if you forget the bend, you don't get Audrey. And really, you know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know that it would be the same. So make sure you add the bend. So closing out, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. To our listeners, thank you for being here. Tuning into another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button, leave us a like, leave us a review. We love the feedback. If you're interested in being on the podcast, there's a link in the description. Fill that out. Someone from the team will get back in touch with you ASAP. Until then, take care. Keep changing lives. Keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Rhonda and Janae of Fitness Together, coming to you from the great state of Maryland. Guys, how are you today? Oh, wow. How are you? I am doing wonderfully. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to pick your brain and, and see how business ownership has treated you. Before we dive in on that and, and talk strategy and tactics and all the fun stuff that comes with owning a gym, I want to hear a little bit of the tale of how we got here in the first place. I think context is really, really important. And so first and foremost, what made you want to open up a gym and when did this all get started? <laughs> so Joe, actually... Um... I was working full time. I'm a nurse and my mom was retired. I'll throw that out there now. But I went to my parents and I said, you know, we got we just have a ton of like information. Just each of us has something special that we bring to the table. I think that we can all do more than just our nine to fives. Um, and with that being said, they said, okay, you know, what are you thinking? And we, the, I think the first thing we discussed was a gym. It's like, well, you know, you like fitness, you like working out. So how about a gym? I'm like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And my dad actually said, you know what? Um, I know of a franchise coach. 
So I'm going to reach out to them and see how they can help us. We met with a franchise coach and after a series of like tests and assessments, um, we found out about fitness together and we were like, oh, that sounds like, you know, an amazing concept. Like, let's try it. And here we are two years later. And here we are. You've been a gym owner now two years. You've been a gym owner for the weirdest time ever to own a gym. Talk to us a little bit about your experience through the last 24 months of the pandemic and, and how that's affected you guys. Wow. Oh, well, I'm going to say it's really been up and down, um, but very rewarding, needless to say, because we opened and we were only open for about three months and we had to close due to COVID. So when we reopened, um, we actually picked up where we left off and the clients that we've gotten, they love it. We love them. And I feel that we've made such an impact on them and they on us as well. So we yeah. love it. Yeah. I mean, to put a timestamp on that, to really kind of like bring it to light, we opened officially. We had a soft opening December 2019, but we opened officially like January 3rd, maybe. So whatever that first Monday um, in 2020. And then by March 16th or so, we had to close our doors because of the pandemic. So we didn't reopen until July. So, you know, you go from January, just really trying to get our feet wet and figure out what this is like day to day and trying to get clients in to March. The last thing someone was thinking about was coming into the studio and we were closed anyway, so it didn't matter. Right. But um, reopening in July and it was a time when no one wanted to walk, like literally people went where they needed to and back home. That's if they were leaving out of the house. So no one was coming into a new space. And we dealt with that probably through probably 2021, maybe. Yes. And so it wasn't until 2021, maybe when it started to get warm out, I would say March, 2021, things finally started to pick up again. Um, you know, and then pretty much like Ms. Rhonda said, a roller coaster really since then, ups, downs, you know. Roller coaster um, is perfect description. <laughs> Literally. That's a good description for business ownership in general. Um, but nonetheless, you guys, like you said, we're trying to just get your feet wet and learn the game of owning a business. A couple of rule changes and, and some craziness along the way, but you're still here. So you guys must have done something right. Obviously, Fitness Together, like you mentioned, is a franchise, but I think a lot of people still don't quite know what Fitness Together is, at least on a national standpoint. Tell people listening how you describe fitness together. What is this business about? Together actually is a personal training studio and we offer private studio sessions with a one-on-one -on -one -on -one, so that it's just the client and the trainer in a private studio. And they actually, due to COVID, have to be socially distanced. We still practice when we have clients, we have to wear masks and be as safe as possible. But also we want to make sure that our clients don't get injured or re-injured while working out. So therefore with the one-on-one -on -one concept, our clients and our trainers are actually just there together and our trainers never take their eyes off of the clients during the workout. And that's okay. a 45 minute in-studio session 
15 minute warm up in addition. So our clients look at being in here at least an hour. And to kind of tag onto that a bit, um, it's very, very personalized. I think that that's like the best way to describe what we do. Um, we do a series of assessments and like different screenings when clients come in. The first consultation is completely free of charge, but our clients come in and that's in the studio in Perry Hall, Maryland. Um, they come in and we do like movement and posture screens. We do a fitness assessment. We do um, a body composition analysis with something called a cycle. We talk to our clients extensively, typically upwards of 30 to 40 minutes to find out goals. And we piece their programs together. I mean, piece by piece. We sit down, the trainers, and we write their programs out. We reassess every six to eight weeks to make sure that everyone's on the same page and that we're moving in the right direction to meet our clients' goals. Yeah. And so is all of this done one-on-one -on -one or is there any group aspect to it? It's all one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. So very, very personalized, like Extremely. you mentioned, custom to the individual that we're working with, their goals, their limitations, their excitement, whatever gets them motivated to train. Okay. So all of this is done one-on-one. -on -one. I think the, the, the idea for all the businesses that I talk to coming out of the pandemic is growth and figuring out how to go from A to B. So that brings us to a conversation about marketing and, and how we can attract some of these people in the first place. What does marketing look like for you guys? How are you able to get people in through the doors in the first place? Marketing is funny. That's probably the one area I can honestly say I wish I had more experience with starting out. I mean, I wish I had a little more knowledge, you know, regarding it and what's best. Um, but we, it's a little bit of everything. We've, we've tried a little bit of everything. Lots of Google, a little bit of Facebook, a little bit of Instagram, a little bit of direct mail, um, a little bit of radio. I mean, it's like I said, lots of, you know, internet, media, social media, but definitely a bit of everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, when we talk marketing, it typically is a combination of a number of things and, and what works best. How do we get in touch with multiple different people? Um, you mentioned a couple of different social media channels. Rhonda, for you guys, is that on the organic sense and we're putting out content, we're putting out pictures, we're putting out videos, or is this, we've put some money behind it and actually done some paid advertising? Uh, we've actually done paid advertising as well as the other. So it's, we've, we've tried a lot, you know, no matter how we do it on the front end or the back end, but we've definitely done paid advertising. We yep. even had Google come in and do a video of the studio and we can, uh, we uploaded that on our page so that when people look for us through Google, right. they can actually take a store, a tour of the studio. Okay, cool. Uh, and so we've done a number of different things and, and we've spent some money in paid advertising. What's your experience been with that? Because so many people that I talk to either swear by it and they think that it works and, and love it, or a lot of people really, really have a, a hard time and are a little bit jaded by it because they've spent money and not necessarily gotten a great return. Where do you kind of fit along that spectrum? Well, as far as 
right now, Google has worked for us. Google has definitely been a blessing um, because we find that a lot of our clients are actually finding us via Google. So that actually has worked for us. Um, okay. We have a spend, we have a limited spend amount, and we actually exercise that each month. I see. Okay, so it's working. We're getting people in. Take us to the next step in that process. When we get a lead in from wherever, from social media, from Google, from a walk in off the street, referral, word of mouth, whatever it is, walk us through a typical sales process. Do they come into the studio? Are they, are we talking to them over the phone? How does that look? And, and how are we transitioning them from a lead to hopefully a paying customer down the line? First thing we do um, is pre-qualify. Once they actually get the Google listing or see us on Google, they may call us or they may even put in a request for a free consultation. And with that, we communicate, we pre-qualify. And once the client comes in or potential client comes in, we hope that they are ready to close at that point in time. So that's basically um, the way that we would operate as far as getting a lead and walking them through. Um, there are times when we've had a couple of clients say, hey, listen, um, you know what? I love the concept, but um, I'm not able to do it right now. Mm. You know, and a lot of times they tell us that on the phone. Sure. You know, so it's truly up to each individual. So the main thing is just getting clients that actually qualify for qualify that, you know, qualify yeah. and are able to actually come in. Yeah. And, and financially it's a, a probably a little bit higher ticket than a normal bootcamp membership or a group training class because it's one-on-one, right? We have to charge according to our time. Right. And so, right. Who's, and what we're handling that, is that done by the trainers or is it done by you guys? No, we actually handle it, Janae and myself, we'll actually, so if in fact they do come in for the free consultation, what we do is we actually take them through a series of um, exercises, um, a posture, a movement and posture analysis, and they, I mean, most of them actually are got by that time. But we actually go through a questionnaire. We talk to them about health. We talk to them about nutrition. We talk about medical lifestyle. We talk about stressors at work and home. And we talk about their goals during the consultation. Okay. Yeah, because all of that factors in, right? The more information we know, the better we can actually serve these people. One of the things that you mentioned along the way was nutrition. Is that something that you work on with all of your clients or is that sold as a separate coaching service? It's a, okay, go ahead. It's actually more so um, of an opt-in process. So we do not have like a nutritionist or a dietitian on staff. However, we do have um, more so like a, a program called Nutrition Together where we actually use basic like some really really basic changes that people can implement that help them to make lifestyle changes to help them out with nutrition so we work with them we educate them on the information that we have and then we work with them to set goals so that this is something that they're implementing for you know the long term 
Got it. Okay. You know, if they can opt in, they can opt out. We actually don't have as many clients doing it as we thought, but people do ask um, quite often. And honestly, it's something that I feel like is really a, a part of our day to day because even clients that are not opting into the nutrition together, they still speak about it with their trainers. You know, what are you doing? What does your meals look like? So we talk about it constantly. Got it. Okay. And so it sounds like it's something that could be even a growth opportunity for you guys moving forward. And, and I mean, our whole conversation has been around growth. We talk marketing, we're talking sales to get more people in. And we mentioned the idea of going from A to B. Talk to us a little bit about what that B is. What is, what is the big vision or the goal that you guys are working on moving forward? Well, we work on marketing. We want to actually not only um, increase our clients, but maintain the clients that we have. We understand that some clients have short-term goals and others don't. They want a lifestyle change. So our um, hope is that those that come in want a lifestyle change. Right. And continue on with us absolutely i think we i think you know when we look forward i think that's a big thing getting clients that um of course continuously helping clients to meet short-term goals but getting clients that do want to do this um for the long term clients that are really just ready to make lifestyle changes to kind of implement moving forward is always the goal yeah i think that's i mean and, it, and it's it seems silly to talk about, but it's so simple. Like we typically people get into our industry and the, the overarching theme is I want to help people. Right? I don't want to help as many people as much as I can for you guys in a personal training sense. Of course, it's never going to be a thousand people, but how can we grow what we are doing so that we can help more and more people along the way? That's really the question. And that's what most people in our industry's goal is right now, especially coming out of COVID. And so I think that's an important perspective and probably a pretty good place to start to wrap this whole thing up. But before we complete the interview and, and get out of here, I want to give you guys the chance to tell the listeners where they can learn a little bit more about your business. Is there a website? Is there social media specific to the club? Where can people go? So yes, the website is fitnesstogether.com slash Perry Hall. That's P-E-R-R-Y-H-A-L-L. And then social media, you can find us on Instagram at F-T underscore Perry Hall. And on Facebook at Fitness Together Perry Hall. That's perfect. Guys, this has been really, really helpful. I always find that interviewing ownership like yourself and, and seeing what you guys focus on and, and where your strengths and your weaknesses and opportunities are is really, really helpful for other gym owners to hear. So I appreciate your time and I'm excited to see what this fitness together club looks like here as time moves on. So we'll be cheering for you and we'll have to check in with you again down the line. How does that sound? That sounds, sounds amazing. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. We really Absolutely. Should. Guys, thank you. And, and to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. 
you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.